You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. The Guided Goals Podcast gives you the tools, direction, and resources you need to pursue your passion project. I'm Deborah Eckerling, Project Catalyst, and this is the Guided Goals Podcast. Our guest today is Lindsay Trudent Malk, and we're going to talk about SEO for your blog. Lindsay is the founder of LTM Digital a marketing and social media boutique agency focusing on health, fitness, and technology. And she runs her own health and fitness blog, fitnawesome.com. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Deborah, for having me. And I, I love your blog, well, for a lot of reasons, but mostly because, you know, this is Guided Goals for Your Passion Project. It's clearly something that you are passionate about, so... Why don't you start with how your blog came about? What happened was I underwent a major health and diet change in 2012. I've always been really athletic and uh, really into what I, I ate, but I never really felt very healthy. I always had uh, some GI issues I was dealing with and things like that. And um, I, I changed my diet around and went to a doctor, saw a doctor for specific things. And all of a sudden, everything changed. Like I felt better, I lost weight, I had a ton of energy, and I was I was writing about it. I was really active on Twitter. I, ha I had quite a following on Twitter, and people would always say, "What's your blog? What's your blog?" And I blogged. I've blogged on probably every platform over the years. I had a live journal. I blogged on MySpace. I was. I had a blogger account. I was from the desk of Lindsay.blogspot.com. I uh, had lindsaytreedent.com. So I had a lot of different places, but I never really had one specific blog where I housed everything. Um, so then when people asked me about my health journey and where I was writing about it, I, I had no nowhere to send them. Um, so then I decided, you know what? I have all this marketing background. I've been working in content for so many years. I, I should really take this and create my own site. So Thanksgiving weekend, 2012, fitandawesome.com was born. And it started just as a passion project over Thanksgiving weekend. I threw up a WordPress site and I just started writing. And I started writing and I, I went on the Whole30 Challenge in January of 2013. I made it a goal to blog every day during the challenge. The Whole30 featured me. I started getting a lot of traffic and then Six months later, I had a, a site with a sizable following, and it's just been amazing to see how the site has grown in the last three years since I started it, because I really you know, wasn't sure what it would become, and it's, it's become more than I ever could have imagined. I think looking at a blog as a living, breathing thing is hugely important, rather than it's good to come up with the structure, but you have to come up with the structure that, that will change with you and the universe, right? Exactly. And and that's something too where I think my marketing background really helps me in setting up that structure for the blog and 
and knowing the categories that I wanted to cover and setting up my URLs in a way that, that was really easy in terms of, you know, if I want to change something or evolve it down the line, um, making my categories broad enough, but then having subcategories where I could get more specific. And that really ties in nicely with SEO, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yes. Uh, well, why don't we start with just the, what is SEO, search engine optimization, and why is it important for someone with a blog? The search engine optimization, when you, I mean, really in the, at the most basic level, if you go into Google and you type something into Google and, you know, Google's gotten really interesting these days where it actually knows what you're going to say even before you finish typing it. Um, and you type that into Google and you hit search um, and all these different results show up. Um, so search engine optimization is the art of crafting your content so that it can be visible in search via specific keywords that you're looking to rank for. Um, so there's really, I mean, you can get really deep with SEO. There's a lot of very advanced technical things that you can do to your blog or to your website um, to rank specifically for SEO. But really at the most basic level, it's optimizing via keywords for search engines. Okay, and these are keywords that you put in your content as well as in your categories and and your tags, correct? In terms of the keywords, what you want to do is you want to make sure that when you set your categories that you're setting them based on different different keywords. So, for example, on my site, we'll just do my site as an example. So, fitnawesome.com, um, it's a health and fitness website. Um, so, in terms of my categories, I have health. And then under health, I have all the different specific types of topics I write about. So one of the biggest topics that I tend to rank for via SEO for my blog is Whole30 and Paleo and Gluten-Free. So those, those are keywords that I always want to make sure that I'm writing content specifically about those keywords pretty regularly because that's, that's a, a hot topic for me. So I have my main category, and then those are my subcategories. And then fitness would be my main category, and then the subcategories under fitness would be the different things I write about. I write about running, I write about cycling, I write about yoga. Um, I have a category on my site called awesome, which is my catch-all for basically anything I think is awesome. And Makes sense. I, and I also have a category on my site now for pets, because as you can see with uh, this lovely little Kona behind me, um, you know, having a dog has become a big part of my life. So write about pets and active living and things that you can do with your pet. And also I'm a mom. I have a one-year-old daughter and I write about mom things and, and pregnancy and getting back into shape after babies. So all of that is housed under my mom category. So what we were talking about before is it started as a health blog and as you have evolved in your life, the blog has evolved as well, as have your categories and your keywords. Yes, exactly. And, and that's why I really like that when I picked the name for my site, and I think this was also the challenge when I talked a little bit earlier about how I blogged on all these different platforms over the years, is I blogged about this, all these different things as I was evolving but I never really had a specific topic or anything just under my own name. So it's nice because with fit and awesome, it's fit and awesome. So it's anything health and fitness related, 
but also anything that I just think is awesome and cool and I want to write about. So that's really my catch-all to write about general topics. It's good, and it's something that you're clearly excited about because you could tell as you were talking, well, and I added this because of my, my Kona. <laughs> And then, and then you're, you became a mom and you added that. So it's, it's really, I think it's important. What you're saying is it's important when you start to even leave a little bit of wiggle room for things in your life that might change that, that may be unexpected. Is that correct? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that because you don't want to pigeonhole yourself into writing about one specific thing. Like if you're training for a marathon and you want to start a blog about training for a marathon, you know, it might, you might not want to have like, you know, my first marathon in 2016 as your, as the title of your blog, right? Because then where do you evolve from that? Um, so just thinking about those, uh, thinking about those things so that you don't have to keep bouncing around and changing your name or just blogging under your name. I mean, that's, that's another great way to do it too. If you're not, you're not really sure what your topic is and you just kind of want to write about different things that that you are interested in at that time I think writing under your name is always a good call so how do you actually write a blog post for SEO what I'll do is I'll walk you through the different steps that I take when I'm optimizing a blog post for SEO and just to give you an idea um, fit and awesome 65 percent of my overall traffic comes from search engines so everything that I do and all the content I write is always optimized for SEO and the first thing that you want to do when you're writing for SEO is you want to do your homework. So you want to do research. Um, and what I mean by that is you can have a topic, an idea of the category or the subject that you want to write about, but doing your homework to see what keywords within that subject are going to be your focus keyword. Um, and if you're blogging on the WordPress platform, what I would recommend um, if you're starting out is download the plugin Yoast for SEO. That's Y-O-A-S-T. Uh, it's a great plugin. Um, it's really great for SEO. So you download this plugin and it will essentially walk you through all the different components that you need to craft a perfectly optimized blog post. Um, and you will know that your post is optimized when the light turns green. So it's re really nice feature. Um, but the light could be green and you can perfectly optimize your post. But if you don't know that your keyword is going to rank, then you might not show up in SEO. So that's what I want to talk about in the research phase. So for example, um, let's say I want to write a recipe. And like I mentioned before, um, paleo and Whole30 content does really well on my site. So I come up with a new recipe for stuffed peppers that are really awesome and I love them and they taste so good and I want to do the recipe. So what I would do is I would then do my, re my research to figure out what that keyword is. Um, and the way that I do this is I go into the Google Keyword Planner and the way you find that is through AdWords. So Google AdWords is a really great feature. If you're familiar with search engine marketing, uh, you might have used Google AdWords before um, for paid search marketing content. Um, and what that is is when you type into Google and you see the little yellow shaded box or you see a link with the word ad or sponsored next to it, that's Google AdWords, that's sponsored content. And within Google AdWords, there's a keyword planner. 
And the keyword planner is how you can figure out what you want for your SEO posts. And I know what you're probably thinking, you're wondering, well, do I have to pay for that? And the answer is no, you don't. The keyword planner is actually free to use within Google AdWords. So um, what I would recommend doing is going into your Gmail and, and getting AdWords set up if you don't have it already, and then go into your keyword planner. And what you can do is you can type in a term. So if I type in the term paleo stuffed peppers um, or stuffed peppers, um, what I would do is then I would look and I would see how many searches that term gets per month. And then I would look at the competition. If the competition is low to medium, then I know that I can actually rank for that term. If the competition is high, then I might not even want to write about paleo stuffed peppers. I might want to modify the recipe or look for something else, or maybe it's paleo stuffed mini peppers or something like that. Um, so I'll go in the keyword planner tool and kind of look around and, and get some ideas. So what, what, what the keyword planner shows you is it really shows you what you can rank for and, and what you might not be able to rank for. And I would never go in there and say, Oh, I want to rank for paleo because that's a really broad term, right. <laughs> you know? So that, that's not something that, that I would go in and try and optimize a post for if I'm using the, the Yoast SEO uh, plugin for WordPress, I would never just type in paleo as the focus keyword because they what they do is they allow you to choose a focus keyword because that's too broad. You're never going to rank for that. Um, so so then what I do is I come out of the keyword planner. So for example, um, paleo stuffed peppers, let's say paleo stuffed peppers recipe is the focus keyword that I get out of the planner and I say, okay, I'm going to rank for this. So then what you do is you go back into your post and you have that specific keyword phrase that you know needs to be weaved throughout your content. So there's a couple things that you want to make sure that you do to optimize your post for SEO. So the first is that you, you want to pick your keyword. Okay. So, so we have our keyword and we want to make sure the keyword is in the title of our post. It's in the meta description. So the title of the post is, you know, when you go to a, a blog webpage or, and you see the title, that, that's the title. And then you want to make sure it's in the meta description, which is what appears when the post shows up in search engines. So you want to make sure your keyword appears there. And then you want to make sure it appears a certain number of time throughout the content. So what I'm going to do now is kind of walk you through the recipe for a, a good SEO post. Um, and the first thing is word count. So you're going to want to make sure that your word count is a minimum of 300 words. And I prefer 500 words per blog post, but at minimum 300 words um, is really what you want to shoot for in SEO, but ideally 500. So, so shooting for that right minimum word count. And then within that word count, making sure that your focus keyword, paleo stuffed peppers recipe, is weaved throughout that a certain number of times. So you want to really aim for a, a keyword density of, you know, a certain percentage, probably around three to 5%. And what that is, is that's how many times your keyword appears in the number of words that's in your post, right? So, so if I'm writing paleo stuffed peppers, I'm going to want that keyword to appear probably, you know, five to seven times in that specific phrase. And that's where, writing for SEO can be different than 
how we would normally write or talk, um, right? Because maybe you wouldn't want to repeat yourself so many times. So maybe you want to go back into your post and kind of insert those keywords. And after you write it, you know, all eloquently and kind of go back and massage it a little bit. But you want to make sure that your keyword appears a certain amount of times. You also want to make sure that you have at least one to two images in your post. So you want to make sure that you've got nice quality images. And when you upload your images, you also want to make sure that your focus keyword is in the alt tag. So what you do is when you upload your image, and, and I'm going to describe this based on WordPress because that's what I use. Um, but when you upload your image via WordPress, you're going to see a little field on the right hand side. <laughs> and it's for an alt tag. So you just type in your focus keyword into your alt tag. And then when you name your image, you also want to name your image that focus keyword. So, so these are just a couple tips and tricks there. Um, so the, basically it's, you have your, key, your focus keyword and you have it in the title, in the meta description, in your images, and then weave throughout the text. Correct. Now this is, this question is, do you actually have a recipe for stuffed peppers on your blog? I do. And do you think you could take a screenshot of your of what you did in the SEO plugin and we'll put it in the show notes? Yes, absolutely. With these tactics that I'm talking about specifically today are, are for growing your blog, um, growing SEO traffic to your blog. And this is also great for, for anyone who owns a small business and is looking to get more inbound traffic to their website um, rather than just having a five-page website that describes your, your business and your services and your clients and a contact page. A blog adds this dynamic element to your, your small business where you will have different topics that you can write about. You can establish yourself as a thought leader in a field. And then you also have the opportunity to rank for this different type of content via search engines. So if someone is finding you through search engines, then they're going to look at your information and then you have an opportunity for lead generation through your website. Before we even finish up, um, work-life balance. What do you do to maintain it? Because you work from home and you've got life and family and multiple projects. What is your recipe for that? I'm still still creating it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, it's really it's something like, you know, I think we've talked a lot about how, you know, things have evolved over time. And I would say that the way I find balance evolves uh, based on, on where I'm at in my life right now. And I think for me right now, it's it's really important for me. Um, because I, 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 I really love what I do, which I feel really fortunate to, to have found something that I love to do so much, but I feel like I could do it all the time because I enjoy it. Like after, you know, at night I could, I could easily work through the night on, on my stuff and my content, but you know, family time is important and spending time with my husband and my daughter and our dog is, is all also very important to me. So, you know, shutting off and, and saying, okay, I'm not going to, not going to work until tomorrow. Um, you know, and like kind of creating those boundaries for myself, especially because I, you know, my office is 10 steps away from my bedroom. So, um, <laughs> you know, I could be in there all, a lot. Um, and then also for me, um, finding the time to work out is really important for me. It's, 
Uh, a lot of creative ideas come to me when I'm not at my desk, when I'm outside in nature and um, I'm, I'm doing things. I'm having, you know, taking a yoga class or I'm running, uh, going on a run or going on a long walk, um, things like that. A lot, of, a lot of really creative ideas come to me that way as well. So it's really important for me to have those times away because a lot of times it fuels uh, what I do in my daily work. The personal goal is now to take, I'm going to say an hour a week because I think an hour a day, an hour a day is ideal. But if you're not used to taking time for yourself to plan some downtime for an hour this week and see how it affects your life and improves your life. And then the professional goal of the week is to get the uh, account for the Google AdWords keyword tool, do a little research and test out writing an SEO rich blog post and see what it does for your blog and your business. Thank you for tuning in to the Guide to Goals podcast. Thank you, Lindsay, for joining us. And you have your goals and you've got some great information. So go on out there and go for it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.